On this episode of One Day at a Time, we are going to talk about the issue on academic freeze since the opening of a new school year is just around the corner. But first, let me thank each one of you for making this podcast your Friday night habit. It means a lot to me. Please do connect with me through anchor.fm forward slash jcasts. Ever since the coronavirus reached and infected thousands of people in the Philippines, we all had reached a point wherein we were all plunged into the virtual world. Months ago, I was laughing out loud and eating out with my students. Today, I couldn't even go out of my house without a face mask and a hand sanitizer, and I actually refuse to leave my house already. It almost feels like a dream. One moment you were living your best life, And the next, you wake up to a dreadful reality that our country is not at all prepared with battling an unseen enemy. And let's face it, one of the biggest sectors that has been affected by this pandemic was the education sector. Every school had to abruptly stop and think of an emergency plan to salvage the remaining days of an ending school year. We all struggled. We lost lives. We lost jobs. We lost stocks. I don't know if the politicians and elites suffered, but maybe it was just a dent on their pockets. What does this have to do with academic freeze anyway? Well, to begin with, I am a part of the education sector, and I can see tons of students every day posting about the academic freeze on their news feed. Is it really for everybody's sake? Or is it just a need to escape studying? I get it. You're all trying to be considerate to other less fortunate students and students from far-flung communities. Or are you really? Because the last time I checked, the less fortunate students are still less fortunate and the students from far-flung communities are still in far-flung communities. Is academic freeze really worth fighting for? Think about it. Just like what I said earlier, we all struggled. And I understand that part of this push for academic freeze is coming from worried parents and parents who have lost sources of income during the quarantine period. We can all agree that there are pros and cons in pushing for academic freeze, but all I can see from posts are negative and exaggerated things people would do if classes would push through. Not a single person in the Philippines has stable internet connection. Even the rich people have problems with the internet connection in this country. Not everyone has a conducive home for studying unless you're rich and you have a nice house. Teachers would have to adapt with a new online system and force them to buy things for online classes. And the list goes on. Ever since the start of the quarantine, everybody sees everything so negatively. Putting a freeze on the coming school year may not exactly be the solution, nor will help out the main problem of our country when it comes to fighting the pandemic. Half the world is already entering recession and most of our country's workforce are exhausted. If we do not produce graduates because of the freeze, 
we'll have a backlog and a shortage of manpower, plunging our economy into deeper recession. We're looking at high prices for basic goods, together with soaring tax percentages. If we push through with the freeze, private school teachers will lose their jobs. Did you know that the government was not able to extend help to private school employees? Private schools were included with the no-work-no-pay policy of the government. If we push through with the freeze, how will we be able to help all those teachers who lost their jobs or who will lose their jobs? And not only teachers, we also have private school maintenance and non-teaching personnel. Again, we are all struggling to make ends meet during the onslaught of this pandemic. If we make decisions without thoroughly thinking about the end product, we might end up affecting a great number of people. I believe it's fair to give things a chance. Schools are offering modular and online distance learning. Some schools were not able to decrease their tuition fees because they subscribe to learning management systems to boost the learning experience of students. And some schools included the cost of printing modules and delivery of modules to their students through their tuition fees. We may not be prepared 100% in going with this online learning modality, and we are not trying to romanticize that Filipinos are resilient. But it's what we really are. We are resilient. We manage to stand up after hardships, and nothing is a hindrance to education. Different people in my life have always reminded me that the most important gift Filipino parents can give their children is education. And I believe that this is true. No matter what our status in life may be, our parents want nothing but see us graduate and help make this country better. One moment that you will never forget in your life is seeing your parents smile and be proud of you while you march and graduate from school. Our country may not be as developed as Japan and Korea when it comes to internet connectivity and education, but a lot of people in different sectors are hand-in-hand in developing things for the better. We were not prepared. No country was prepared, but if we keep pointing out what we should not be doing, nothing will happen to us. The government is already incompetent, and that's the tea. We should fight that incompetence through education. Are you willing to stand up and fight or sit it out for a year while seeing our country being ripped to pieces? Make your stand. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. For the month of August, I will be having Filipino content to celebrate the Buwan ng Wika. Let's make our mother tongue proud. This has been One Day at a Time, reminding you to weigh out your decisions and think about the pros and cons. And most importantly, breathe. Because you got this. See you next Friday!